Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list that you can imagine. Best ice cream? Top gaming console? Best blender? Nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong even when they think they are right. Uh, I'm your host, Thomas Lockhart, and with me as always is... Dylan Jump. How you doing, Dylan? We are doing fantastic, Tom. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. That's all I got for you is I'm doing great. Great. Who else is with us today, Tom? Uh, who is with us? Zach Rancourt. And I assure you, I'm not a cat. <laughs> no, no one? No, there you go. Thank you. I Thank know you. that reference. Absolutely. Zach Rancourt. Probably the funniest video I've seen from the interwebs in a very long time. I was cry laughing. That's how funny that one was. This year has been good for videos so far. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, baby. You know it. Woohoo. Did you guys watch the football contest out there? Tom Brady yeah. won, if you didn't know. So Tom Brady. That was great. Uh, sadly, football is over for the time being. Luckily, there are plenty of football films out there uh, to fill our gridiron void. Uh, for today's episode, we are breaking down our top five football films. One thing we are bound to deliberate on is what actually makes a football film a football film. To enhance our discussion, we didn't share our list with each other, and by no means are we export, experts or historians in said categories. We are just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. All right. we So right now, we want to do something fun right now. Um, because we're such good friends, I've known uh, Tom for at least, you know, 20, I want to say 23 years. I've known Zach for at least 15 years. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to try to guess each other's lists. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start. I'm going to guess Tom's list. And I've known Tom for quite a while. Tom and I, we have watched a lot of movies together. So I guarantee that there are, look, I guarantee people out there, Tom's list is a top five. I know he has Rudy on there. Rudy, one of his best movies. I know that he has probably the replacements on there. The Little Giants is going to be my third, fourth, and fifth. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to guess uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and I'm also going to guess Air Bud. Air Bud, Golden <laughs> Receiver. <laughs> golden <laughs> Receiver. Oh, yeah. No, 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 oh, no. It's that's... Golden Receiver. Oh, Because he's a golden, re- I mean... golden Retriever. Yes. Golden Receiver. Those are the five that I'm going to guess. Uh, Tom, what do you have for Zach? Um, for Zach, I'm going to go with... Now, this is tough. Because Zach likes good movies, so I have to go with good <laughs> movies. I'm going to go with Any Given Sunday is one. Um, let's see. What else? Just trying to... Uh, Invincible would be another good one. I think maybe Leatherheads. That sounds like a movie that Zach would like. Um, uh, this is tough. Uh, Remember the Titans. That's a definite. That's four. And I'm just going to throw up something that I saw when I was looking at football movies. And apparently some list counted Flash Gordon as a football movie. I don't remember. Well, he, he I don't was know. a football player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I So I, I'm going to go with Flash Gordon as the last one because he likes oh, curveballs. Savior of the universe. All right. And then um, uh, so I have to guess Dylan's and Dylan's what do you a wild, have for me, Zach. What do you have for me? Dylan's a wild and crazy guy. So probably Varsity Blues, uh, probably Waterboy or the Waterboy, I should say. 
the program. That's a great movie, the program. So that's what three and then uh, probably necessary roughness. That's a good one. And then finally, maybe I'm going to say. We are Marshall just because Dylan is Marshall. And so uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Zach, (laughs) I'm excited about this. You got one. Correct. Just one. Correct. Wait, wait, I'm going to change the we are Marshall to the last Boy Scout. Sorry. Oh, a fantastic one with Bruce Willis. You still only yeah, got yeah. one correct, but you Damn got it. a very good one. So you got <laughs> okay. a very good one. Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and start with our actual list. Dylan, who who's your first one? Well, you know what, Tom? I'm going to go ahead and go with the one that Zach got correctly. Yeah. Um, one of my most favorite movies, Zach. You were right. The Replacements. Yeah. The replacements, Keanu Reeves, by the way, is one of my most favorite actors and just people of like of all time. The movie has it's got the it's got the love story. It's got the you know, the guy who's down on his luck kind of story. It's got a ton, a ton of great actors in it. Um, All of the people that I have like grown up with kind of watching, you know, the the amount of people in there. uh, uh, I'm trying to like so it's Keanu Reeves it's um, Gene Hackman Gene Hackman has been in a ton of great movies it's got uh, the John guy who Favreau. started John Favreau I was gonna say the guy who started who killed it in the Marvel movies and was also um, Monica's uh, would-be boyfriend and friends John Favreau um, fantastic actor the dude is such a wonderful guy and like and just a ton of other people in there. Orlando, or not Orlando. Um, Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones. Fantastic. So you were right. You were you 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 definitely nailed it. The replacements in absolutely in my top five movies of uh, of football movies. It's just it's fantastic. One of my favorites. Uh, I'm gonna piggyback on this because Dylan, you were right. The replacements is also on my list. Um, I actually watched it right before we did this podcast. And it's just it's got so a bunch good. of Keanu great Reeves. characters. Uh, John Favreau, he used to be built like a linebacker. Like he in the movie, the he, was, he was ripped. Like, yeah, he looked and, good. And he's about eighty-five pounds past that now. But he just he looked the the scary mean guy that he played, who just wanted to hurt everyone. What did you watch yeah. it on? Uh, I watched it on Let's Not Talk About It in case the government's listening. Oh. Ah. <laughs> oh you don't, you don't s- own the DVD of it? I felt like you own uh, the DVD of this movie, I right? do, like, but I didn't want to like bust it out. It's a lot easier to just right. type we, it in. We all and own the it. DVD of this movie at some point. Exactly. Sure. I know it's it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I agree, man. That's a, that's a really good movie. Uh, I really like the, the line that Keanu says in it, and he goes... All right, guys, pain heals, chicks dig scars, oh, but glory, the glory lasts forever. Glory lasts forever. love that so much. And the dancing um, scene in the, in the, um, yeah. in, the will, uh, in the jail cell. And I will survive. <laughs> I will survive. It's a fantastic movie. It's one that if you haven't watched it, it's definitely worth the watching, especially if you love like a good hard hitting football movie. The the um, the Asian the bigger Asian guy who was an offensive lineman who just stuffs like eight eggs in his in his mouth pregame is oh man I, it, it has everything that you want in a football movie the feel good the the guy on the down in his luck who who makes something happen it's fantastic so one of yeah, my top it, five 
and Reese, if if in if fans, Reese, if fans, the uh, I mean, you see, you've seen him in a lot of movies. Like he played um, Luna Lovegood's dad in Harry Potter. I forgot his name, but he's been in a ton of movies. He's the kicker in it, and he's really funny, uh, just oh, smoking yeah. and drinking. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, people you've seen. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, but I like that one a lot. I was looking for it, but it's not streaming anywhere. I think it's nine dollars on Google Play for HD if you just buy it's it. It's three dollars on YouTube, but yeah, that movie to rent, two, that's the, that's to rent it. It's the same thing. The, Google rent it. Yeah, yeah. The that, that is exactly the amount a, that I paid. <laughs> we're talking about a 21 year old movie now, and it's 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 fantastic. So. Yeah, yeah I, that, I enjoy that. I enjoy that movie a lot. Falco. I know, right? Shane Falco. Shane uh, so Falco. I like Pat Summerall and um, and uh, John, John Madden's John commentary. John Madden. Oh. Yeah, they, they they honestly like with that movie, they really like as a part of like the football culture. They really got a ton of people who are actually enveloped in football into that movie. Like you just said, John Madden and, and Pat Summerall, who've been in football for for ages and ages. And they actually got a ton of great people in that. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, sadly, that one is not on my list uh, just because I didn't feel comfortable enough putting it on there without having seen it in a very long time. I do remember always liking it, but it's one of those ones that I needed to see again to just reestablish my love for it. So it did not make my top five. But what did make my top fo- five is The Water Boy. I love The Water Boy. I think that movie is so funny. Uh, it, it's like prime Adam Sandler. I really like Vicky Valencourt and um, Kathy Bates is phenomenal in it. Snakes don't have pots, Coach Klein. So, I, I mean, I quote that movie a lot and uh, I, I really, really enjoyed that. It was the very first film. There is a cinema back in uh, near my hometown in Burlington. And it is when that cinema opened up in the mall. That was the very first movie I saw on the very first day. And I was in like elementary school and I thought it was so freaking funny. I was laughing and laughing and laughing. But uh, yeah, the water boy is excellent. That is on my list. So honestly, I can't um, I can't I, I can't argue that whatsoever. The water boy, you're right. The amount of characters that's in there is is fantastic. It is. It has everything that you want. It's got I mean, um, the the giant. What's his? I can't remember what his name is. Um, the guy that. <laughs> Yeah, I know uh, who you're talking about Paul. Yeah. Paul something. I forgot his name. He, 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 he was he, the Big he, Show. The Big Show. Yeah, the Big Show. The Big Show uh, is in there. Paul White. Yeah, Paul, Paul White. There is that his name? Yeah. yeah. So no, you're right. The Water Boy. That honestly, like, I feel like this is going to be. So our last podcast, we definitely argued a lot, right? Um, this podcast, I feel like we have a love for football. All of us. The Water Boy. I'm going to be telling us the Water Boy is in my top five as well. Um, the amount of just like. The, the guy down in his luck, the the comedy of it, because I'm just a huge fan of comedy. Um, uh, the Fonz. Uh, who's the actor of the Fonz? Henry Winkler. Uh, Henry yeah. Winkler. Fantastic. And the guy has become so lovable. And just, yeah, like you said, Kathy Bates. And uh, the, the scene of when he's taking the test of like to become a high school diploma and she puts up the sign of, do you want me to kill them? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like that is such an iconic scene that I, that I, that I, uh, that I, I absolutely just, I, I love all of the characters in there and the, the, the guys, you're right. The guys that have played in multiple Adam Sandler movies. So one of the ones that always comes to mind is little Mickey. So they yeah. play the two, uh, the two metalheads, right. And they're just the guys. Yeah. They're the guys. They're just like, <laughs> They're just what are you stu, 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 stupid and he's just like no and then and and it is yeah the water boy is one of my top top movies 
100% when it comes to football movies, hard hitting, which is crazy because it's college, right? We don't have a lot of college football movies. It's usually like professional. And this one definitely um, gives us an insight of what like college football looks like. And, you know, we have like Alabama and LSU and all the college. And this one is like, um, or was he, he was from the deep South. And then he goes on to face like a Florida, uh, Florida, there's uh, the Southern Florida Mississippi, football. Southern Mississippi mud dogs. That's what, yeah. And it's like football is so crazy down there when it comes to the college side of it. So Waterboy's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was on my top 10 before I had to trim my list down. And it was a sad, sad cut. Uh, oh, poor water that boy. is a hard cut. I honestly, like, I, I was looking at the football movies and, and I easily, like, doing a top 10 would have been much easier than a top five. I had to cut out several movies that I actually just... I really, really enjoy. And I just like, you, you got to cut them though. There's got to be something there. So I didn't make my last cut until about five minutes before the podcast. That's fine. <laughs> so What's tough. your second pick, Tom? Uh, my second pick will be another college movie. And that is the program. Ooh, good choice. Yeah. Uh, I just watched it last night through legal means <laughs> um, <laughs> on YouTube. Because um, it's free on there, just in case anyone wants to watch it. Um, yeah, the program is more of a dark side of football because you have people juicing, you have a uh, quarterback who has uh, daddy issues and kind of a death wish. Um, what there's the linebacker who's great at the game but doesn't study, so he's not going to get a degree, and then has a terrible knee injury. And he wishes he would have studied now. Um, but it's got great characters. They're all just have different problems. Um, and I think that the main story isn't about the quarterback. It's it's about uh, Halle Berry and Omar Epps characters and them in their relationship. I followed that much more than the Heisman Trophy uh, quarterback going for his um which it has Halle Berry and Omar Epps that yeah. I I, I forgot that movie, they were right? in it yeah, yeah. They're, they're like yeah. super young in it. it's, it's like from 1994 like uh, yeah. okay so it's early 90s movie yeah it's been out for a while 93 it, sorry 93 to be precise and the guy who's all roided up is also the guy who played Zhang Heath in Street Fighter yeah <laughs> oh, I was yeah, super excited I when I saw that and he played um he played uh, uh, Leatherface in the Texas yeah, Chainsaw Leatherface. Massacre the, the most recent ones that yeah. I did not know. Wow. Yeah. The more, you know, <laughs> so yeah, the, the program is the second one on my list. Nice. Good choice. I was thinking you were going to pick concussion with Will Smith, but <laughs> that is a terrible, <laughs> terrible <truth>. movie. <laughs> I like that movie. I didn't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> so the program we got a lot of thes going on here. Yeah, the replacements, done. the water boy, the program. Jeez. Real original guys. All right. I well, so, yeah, there's a so, lot of those for sure. L- let me just say, Tom was pretty accurate on my list for a lot of them. And so that was really, that was really surprising. Actually, I was trying not to laugh, but uh, invincible. I really like that movie. Um, I think that, excuse me. um, I'm a big uh, Mark Wahlberg fan. Even his shitty movies. I like Uh, the big hit. Not many people have seen that movie, but I love the big hit and it is like a guilty pleasure of mine. That is, you know, first of all, real quick, that movie's fantastic. I I actually haven't heard of that movie in so long. It's that cheese ball, uh, action flick, the big hit. Yeah. Oh man, it's ridiculous. That, that takes me back. Oh, anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. Continue, Zach. 
Uh, Invincible, though, it's uh, I remember owning it on DVD and, you know, it's a Disney film based on a true story. They definitely took some liberties, but it's really interesting how it all kind of plays out and the Vince Papali and, and Dick Vermeil backstory. You know, there's some truths in there, but yeah, obviously they took a lot of liberties, but it was really neat to kind of see everything happen and all his friends and just a life in Philly in the 70s. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed Mark Wahlberg a lot in that. That's one that you can put on all the time. And I, I can watch that legally because it is on uh, Disney plus. I also own it on digital video disc. So invincible, really good. This is where I would do my Mark Wahlberg impression. If I could do good impressions. What, what are we doing here? I need to work out. What I, I'm, I, what, what's his name? I'm Vince Papali. <laughs> I'm just a walker. <laughs> yeah. Vin, Vince, Vince Papali, the, the Italian or. Is it Italian? I think he was Ital- Italian yeah. Philadelphia boy. Yeah. Yeah. It is the it is the the first out of two best uh Philadelphia football movies behind or in front of the garbage pick and field goal kick in Philadelphia phenomenon starring Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real movie. Look it up. It's also a Disney movie. Oh, and uh, very I, good. I implore you to check that one out because it's about Tony Danza, who's a garbage uh he's a sanitation uh professional. And he drives a garbage truck and everything, and then he gets a tryout to be the kicker for the Phillies or for the Eagles. Not, not enough awesome. kickers get their own movies. It's, yeah, exactly. It's true. <laughs> Actually, really, none of them get their own movies. Let's be totally honest. <laughs> Though I will be honest, Adam Vinatieri. At some point, I feel like I'm going to watch an Adam Vinatieri movie. The dude's sure. like 47 and still kicking. So I know I'll see a Martin Gramatica film too. But. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm just kidding. You no, know, that's kidding. a so I I really like that movie. Um, actually, that was one that probably if I were to do a top ten, Zach, that would definitely be in there. Um, I'm with you. I love Mark Wahlberg. Um, I love the story. I love how things are based on real life actual events. Um, I can't remember who the actor is who played, um, the coach in it. Greg Kinnear. I, Greg Kinnear. Thank you. Uh, fantastic movie. And it, and it has that feel good, right? Like you, you want to watch these movies because you want to watch the underdog perform and, and really get there. And then they show like the real, um, the actual footage of the guy who was yeah. real. And he played like three years played for, for three seasons. Yeah. yeah, three seasons, which is exactly what all of us like literally dream of. We watch football and we grow up and like to actually have an open tryout and to go and play for like, we're all Seahawks fans. That's what we all are. And if you could actually be able to go and play for Pete Carroll and like go be a positional player for him, you, all three of us, we would do everything possible for that. So that movie, honestly, like it, it's a hard one for me to cut from my top five, but you're right on that one. That one's fantastic. Cool. What's your third one, Dylan? So my, uh, so yeah, so uh, the replacements was my first one. Waterboy's also on my list, but I'm going to talk to you about a 100% serious movie that just, I could watch uh, countless times and it's Jerry Maguire. Like it's Jerry Maguire because uh, Tom Cruise at his best and um, the Jerry Maguire is the movie that you could sit down with your significant other. Maybe you're into football and sports and maybe they're into the love story and you get both of that. You get the best of both worlds. And not only that, but um, the, the, you, you, you just have everything in there. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr., one of his uh, – show me the money, right? Like it's one of the best roles I've ever watched him playing an actual football character in, with the Arizona Cardinals because we watch a lot of these football movies, right? Rod and Tidwell. He, yeah, Rod Tidwell. Show me – like um, 
I, I notice that a lot of the football movies, they don't actually cast uh, in what you would call like the actual NFL, right? They kind of come up with uh, fake names, real cities, but fake names. for the, But this one is actually the Arizona Cardinals, which is a real team. And so Jerry Maguire has everything. It, it, it hits you in the feelers, the the kid, um, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, all the, Renee Zellweger's kid and just so adorable. And she is just at her at her best of the best when she's just like, you had me at hello. And it just hits you. Oh, God, it just hits you. Jerry Maguire, it has everything. It has the feelers. It has the football. And it honestly, like, I feel like it shows you uh, the unique side of football that you don't see. It's the agent side. It's one of the ones that the agents that just go to bat. There's there's a lot of agents out there that, that, um, that uh, what do you call it, have a lot of football clients. You don't really need to be a hard agent when you're when you're representing the top talent of top talent. But when it comes to the guys that are like not the top talent, but maybe they have that chance, the the agents really have to go to bat to make sure that they earn what they deserve and then also the football players. And so I love that side of it because I'm a huge football fan. Um, I love everything about it. I love watching the backstories like the um, just just a lot of the things, the behind the scenes, things that you don't actually like maybe know what's going on. And so Jerry Maguire was one of my first uh, intros into the not just the football player and the football side of it, but like the agent side of it. Plus, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest here. We all know that Jerry Cantrell had the cameo at the very beginning. Guys, so right, it, man. That's how you put your yep. balls on the line. Yep, exactly. At Kinko's, fantastic movie. We, you know, our Seattle boy Jerry Cantrell is in there. So uh, the, um, uh, Jerry Maguire, one of my most favorite movies. It's one that I could watch countless times. And still today, I feel like it holds its it's uh, it, it holds itself high on what could be a great still movie today. Do you know why Jerry Cantrell was in that film? I, I don't. I, okay, it's a rhetorical question. So the reason why is because it's directed by Cameron Crowe, who is married to Nancy Hart of Hart and uh, Seattle band, obviously. And uh, he was friends when he did his uh, writing through music and stuff because he grew up as a music writer. And so he knows like Jerry Cantrell and he knows a lot of uh, Seattle I did musicians. Not know that. So, yeah, he, he put him in that. Cameron Crowe is an awesome director. He has had a, a ton of duds, though, too. But I agree with you. Jerry Maguire is excellent. It, it's actually kind of an all encompassing film, like you're saying, and it can be listed as different types of genres because I've considered it for my movie podcast. Don't be crazy. Uh, I've considered it as a sales film, too, because essentially he is a salesman. That's what an agent is. But uh, yes, I agree with you that it is a awesome football film. Uh, Jerry Maguire was the the one that I cut five minutes before the show. And <laughs> that's a hard I hated one. it. Because I love Tom Cruise, the actor. Um, <laughs> and it was just so hard to get rid of Tom Cruise because he's so good at acting. If only he wasn't a crazy person. I'm right. your motherfucker. I, show me the money. <laughs> I think we could all like, like the show me the money scene. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Tom Cruise, the actor. I could do a top five movies of that Tom Cruise has done. Tom Cruise, a person eh, I could give or take. <laughs> Yeah, he's still I can't an artist. do a top I mean, five list you, of that. You don't have to. You don't have to like him. Just like Kanye, right? you don't have to like him personally. But I like you his don't. music. So, yep. Nope. I totally get that. Thomas, what's your next one? Well, we're gonna go with another one that Dylan guessed, <laughs> and we're gonna go with the little <laughs> giants. Ooh, the little giants. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna. St- <laughs> 
Absolutely. And I'm going to start the little giants off with a little fun fact that I found on IMDb. The annexation Apparently, of Puerto Rico. <laughs> the original two leads for the film were Gary Busey and Randy Quaid. Oh, my God. And my brain can't even comprehend wow. which one of them would have played Rick Moranis' role. Because wow. I don't see any of them anywhere near it. <laughs> I'm Gary Busey. Call me the rock. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a very high collective amount of crazy. It is just wow. Like, yeah, that would have been a fun movie to watch. I don't know if it would have been any good. I feel like um, Randy Quaid would have been probably Rick Moranis's character, and then Gary Busey could have been could have been uh, Al, whatever, or not that's, Al, but that's the Ed O'Neill. Possibility. Yeah, um, that's crazy because still... I look at I, I look at the little giants and I think. So um, Rick Moranis is a is the, the the guy is just lovable, right? And and I feel yeah. like um, the two characters that you just mentioned would not be anywhere near as lovable, especially when they go up against Ed O'Neill, who's known for his role in um, Married with Children. Children. Yeah, and I just like wow, Rick Moranis was a an absolute great casting, and those two other characters would have been, I mean. Just, just it's terrible, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It could have been pretty good. Oh, no, that's I good. Agree. I'm, you know what? I, I, Tom, for as well as I know you, I'm, I'm <laughs> happy that that one is on your top. That that one is on your top five because it's a lovable movie. Like, let's. It's honestly, just. It reminds me of childhood. I loved the Little Giants when I was a kid. Like me too, dude. Just the the underdog kids beating up the big bully kids. That's just great. That's just great. Even if those giants right beat you 99 times out of 100, that leaves one time. One time. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. You can do math. We got a yard. We got one yard. <laughs> I fu- yeah. It, it definitely uh, fits the 90s movies, right? Because you think of all oh, the yeah. 90s. The 90s had so many just sports movies just in general, like The Mighty Ducks and Angels in the Outfield and Rookie of the Year and all these movies that had like the feel good, like make yourself feel just just like the underdog's going to get you. And The Little Giants was just like the movie that just fit right in there with Rick Moranis being a very tiny human and his tiny team and taking on Ed O'Neill, who was kind of the, um, uh, what was he, what, what would you describe him as? Kind of, kind of like the alpha male of the 90s with Married with Children and, and some other roles and stuff like that. And it, he had it. He, he, he. Rick Moranis led his little team of little giants and they took on the Titans. And and it kind of reminds yeah, me of all the, the other movies of the 90s. Yeah, exactly. I, I will always go for an underdog in a movie. Uh, I tear up a little at the end of Here Comes the Boom with, with Kevin James because <laughs> oh, I don't boy. know what it is. It's a terrible movie, but since he's an underdog and he's like winning, it just for some reason it gets me. It gets me in, in, in my heart. <laughs> And I don't know what it is, but even if it's the worst movie in the world, an underdog story is all I come for. It's because you love Rocky and everything with Rocky is the underdog. And I know I get it. I'm, I'm the same way. I get it. I get it. Absolutely. Zach, Zach, what do you have for your next one? I just want to say about the little giants. I had that on VHS, uh, the hard plastic shell, like the hard plastic shell. Cause it's a Disney film and I fucking watched, I've seen that movie probably 30 times. I quote it all the time. I, I kid you not. And I, 
can just sit here and, and quote and quote and quote and quote. You beat Kevin down Cherry Hill. <laughs> like I fucking love a pitch to Johnny. You can't pitch to Johnny. Guys, I'm, I'm Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> just run to that guy. Oh, fucking icebox. Yeah. Anyways. um, So, yeah, for mine, ooh, I closed my phone. Hang on. Let me make sure I have it because I don't want to miss misquote. OK, so you had Tom again. Boy, wonder any given Sunday uh, and <laughs> any given Sunday, just like the program. That is a uh, a awesome football film directed by Oliver Stone, and it uh, covers the dark side of football. So many films like that we've been listing, The Replacements, The Waterboy, all that kind of stuff. They're very happy-go-lucky, you know, um, underdog tales. And any given Sunday is not necessarily so much about what happens on the field. It's about what happens off the field. So Steeman Willie Beeman, played by um, Jamie Foxx, he's an excellent character. And you really get peak Al Pacino in this uh, in this movie. Cameron Diaz is fantastic as the owner. And it's so much that goes behind it is is excellent. I mean, LL Cool J is in it. Uh, Lawrence Taylor is in it. Uh, Jim Brown is in it. He's like a linebacker coach or something. There are so many awesome actors in this. T.O. is actually on the team, too. And then they loaded um, up this movie. Yeah, with like yeah. actual actual football players. They loaded it. Mm hmm. Dennis, yeah, Dennis Quaid is in it. Also plays Jack. So it's um, it, it's really interesting, you know, about about the the lifestyle of a football player, the longevity, the the fame. Bill Bellamy, I forgot about him too. The fame, the fortune, the mishaps, kind of how easily you can lose your 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 position with it. And um, yeah, I think it's it's such a fantastic film, uh, and I implore everyone to watch it. Also, I think it is streaming right now too on HBO Max, if I am correct. But yeah. Any given Sunday, I'll be totally honest. That that's also in my top five as well. You're right, Oliver Stone. He absolutely kills it. This is a late '90s movie, and the amount of people that's in this, like, you could do a top ten actors and actresses like in this movie. Cameron Diaz, she plays the perfect like bitchy owner who's so entitled of like, hey, I'm the owner. Just 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 go out there and play. Jamie Foxx like well I think she's she's about? trying to prove something in a man's world because she's a female right. owner in a man's world and right. she's young Which is, too exactly yeah so she kind of inherited the team so she's trying to go out there and kick ass and then you have Dennis Quaid who's the like you said late 30s quarterback which all obviously Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl at what 43 yeah I want to say 43 yeah his yeah and so like Dennis Quaid's out there like look I can still throw it out as a quarterback and and yeah, any given Sunday, you you see the the non football side of things. You see the the bathroom scene always just like is something that resonates with me. You see LL Cool J and Bill Bellamy, and they're just they're just partying, they're just fucking partying and stuff like that. And you just like the next day, they're all completely just like hung over, and and they have all this money and all this stuff. And you watch like the actual kind of I don't want to say negative football side, but maybe just like the side that you don't necessarily know about that, that a lot of, you know, guys like, um, I don't want to say Gronkowski, but the guy's kind of known as being like the human, uh, what do they call them? The human beer keg or whatever, like guys that just party nonstop, but then also can come on Sunday and just absolutely play football. And a lot of the guys that you see, the, the guys are like, we can go out and we can absolutely get trashed, but then on Sunday we can still make our million dollars and then they're in it for themselves. And a lot of the football players these days, they know that their their brand is who they are. So team or no team, they can make their money with their own brand. And that's kind of what any given Sunday to me was 
very much ahead of its time because those players were looking out for themselves and their brand 20 ish years later. That's exactly what's happening with like Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch and those guys that like they have their own brand and that's who they are now. And it's just, and it, yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic pick sack. I, I 100% agree with that one. I would say I instead of the, the negative side of it, it would be more like the human side of it. Cause these are, they're real people who do what we all do. Which is sometimes ne- stupid stuff. <laughs> I'm using negative, at it, not in a, <laughs> yeah, not in a yeah. negative way. I just mean like positive as, as yeah. essentially like a battery, right? Positive, negative. Like right. it's the side, it's the side that we don't get to see, and unfortunately, it is sometimes negative because there's a lot of drug usage and a lot of. Uh, I mean, LT throws that alligator down at fucking um, Jamie Fox, and it's right. ridiculous. Like in the you know, shower, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah. the guy, the guy that's in the program is in any given Sunday. Also, the um, the giant guy that Tom was talking about who played Zangief, he is also in any given Sunday. Um, and he roids up, you know. So it's who's just, a huge yeah. Metallica fan, by the way? Side note: fantastic band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but a uh, really good movie. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's on HBO Max. I will see it again. Sorry, Tom. Go ahead. Oh, I, that's all I had. No, just looking at the no, human fantastic side movie. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. That's that's in my top five as well. So sweet. Awesome. Thomas. OK, my second to last one is uh, Varsity Blues, which did Dylan, did you guess Varsity Blues for me? I don't know. Actually, I kind of forgot I now, remember. but I, I, I like did. I, I, did, I, I don't did. think I did, but I think, <laughs> oh yeah, Zach guessed that for me, which was yeah. incorrect. But Tom, I'm, I'm happy. If, uh, tell me about Varsity Blues. Well, Varsity Blues is about a uh, high school football team in Texas um, where I hear football is pretty big. They enjoy it, I guess. Just a little um, bit. And we follow mostly the backup quarterback at the beginning of the story um, who kind of just joins the football team because it's what his dad wants him to do. It's not the life he wants. Uh, insert Zach saying the line. Playing football <laughs> at West Canaan, Texas might have been your opportunity of a life. <laughs> Sorry, fuck. Playing football <laughs> at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. I don't yeah, want there your we go. life. Sorry, I, I, was, I, was, yeah, life. I, I fucked it up because I was, I was thinking about it too much. That was great. <laughs> I knew it was just flying through your head, bouncing it was. around. I don't want um, your life. The, I don't want your life. Like, that line is so, oh man. It's iconic. So star quarterback gets injured. He comes in. He's great at football. But then it's basically just following kind of yeah, Paul Walker. Um, Just following the life of a high school football star and kind of the the I'll use the word negative sides of that um, when it comes to concussions and making players play or injecting players to numb them up, even though they're probably too injured to be going out there. Um, and these things happen out in high school and college football. Um, but it's also a very fun story. There's a lot of good characters. Um, can't remember his name in the movie, the even though I just watched it. Um, what, what character? What character? Guy with a cowboy hat. Plays wide receiver. Oh, uh, no. uh, tweeter. Tweeter. Yeah, tweeter. There we go. Uh, he's just enjoyable throughout the whole movie. Um, and Billy Bob. And Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Um, this is actually where I've been getting my for D and D I'm playing a Southern character. And this is where I tried to get my Southern accent going. It is not working out for me, but this movie has helped a lot with it. Uh, James Vanderbeek has a great 
great accent in this movie. <laughs> they scanned your cat. Oh, you got a cat scan. <laughs> good choice, man. I mean, That's a re- it's a really good soundtrack too because it's actually an MTV film. Um, yeah, and so that you know it's everything. James Vanderveek was was Dawson's Creek at this time, and it had all of the Amy Smart. It was early Amy Smart. Oh, and early had, Amy Smart, fantastic. Yeah, and it had Ali Ali Larder, and it had uh, like like Dylan was saying, uh, Paul Walker, John Voight is amazing in it too. So a lot of actors that you've seen in in different films, and um, I uh, I used to work with a lady named uh, her last name was Davis, and I go Miss Davis, will you go to the prom with me? <laughs> You know, Ms. Davis is she's the stripper teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the, yeah. the, the, the teacher <laughs> who weird. also moonlighted as a stripper. And she would like, yeah, she rolled up in like a convertible like Mustang yeah. or something like that. And they're like, how's she making all that money? And then Her they found said. out. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Her nipples look like little baby toes. <laughs> no, that, that's that's a great movie. Honestly, like, so w- when it comes to that movie, that movie kind of like it, that movie has like all the innocence right like you think of all the kids that are in high school like i remember being in high school and i'm just like if i was looking back and watching this movie i'm just like i can't even imagine what it was like that pressure in like southern texas and stuff like that texas uh high school football might as well be as big as any football that exists that's kind of the big thing down there they talk about high school football it it is it is as big as that movie describes um, and how they kind of represent it is like the guy who's the coach. They name like the billboard after him. Like that's that's massive. And and all of the people that are in it. Yeah. Amy Smart, James Vanderbeek at his highest. Paul Walker. I mean, like that movie has a top 10 of people that are in there that are still actors today that you want to go and see. And there's so many great, great people in there. So what a great movie for sure. I don't know about actors that you still want to see today because. Some of them aren't really even doing anything, but it's just they're they they're it's funny because they're you know they they were household names in the '90s and they hit right when it needed to. So, but uh, they had a I, good collective group of people that were yeah you're right maybe exactly. okay maybe not today I mean the movies what like, what did they come out like '98 I think it's like early 90, 2000s yeah. it was like '98 or '97 somewhere so okay there. maybe not today but still like the, at the time you're right they had a a great cast of people that all of the people that you were already kind of familiar with they put into a movie. And then they added football, the Southern Texas and John Vaught, who's a great actor. Like they, it was a great combination of all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it actually came out in 99, which is the same year that any given Sunday came out. So two good football movies in the same year. It is a little cheesy at times cause it's uh, still MTV. So there's a lot of just ridiculous drama, but what I want, what I want to do, I'm going to transition easily to my pick because, uh, it's going to piggyback off of this. Uh, I pick Friday night, Friday night lights. So I grew up, uh, playing football for my entire life and I played in high school and, I remember that this movie just hit at the the perfect time that I was growing up because I was a junior, I think, the summer of junior year. And so I've never lived in Texas. I've never played in Texas 5A football. Uh, but va- this movie did what Varsity Blues was trying to do, except on such a more serious level. And the fact that it was a true story is, is even better. So I read the book um, a long time ago. Uh, when I was still in high school. So I was very, very excited for the film and the film delivered on every level for me. We did it on my podcast. Don't be crazy. Uh, Justin didn't like it as much, but I loved it. And it was because everything that uh, I mean, you guys have both played sports, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I played a lot of sports in high school. 
Yeah, and you've played under those those night lights, like a, a game in front of a big crowd, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just having that excitement is 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 it's palpable, right? The energy's in the air. Now, when you go to Texas and everything's amplified, where they have full on stadiums that fit like you know forty thousand people or whatever, I'm like, holy shit! And the whole town closes down. I mean, it. We talked about any given Sunday how that covers that dark side of of football. This covers the personal life and the dark side of trying to be a teenager just living your life where all this pressure is put upon you. And there's that great line in it when he's like, he's like, we're only 17 years old. He goes, do you feel 17? I mean, everything these boys do when they're when they're going through town, you guys going to win state? He's like, yes, sir. You know, like you guys going to win state? Bring bring you home one of these. That's all the pressure in the world. And um, it is. It's crazy, man. I um, I really enjoy that film. So, yeah. Friday Night Lights. Uh, I feel a little embarrassed because I have actually never seen Friday Night Lights. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Yeah, you I'm need sorry. To, you need to watch it. It's really good. I, I will, I, which like is it. what I keep telling myself. Oh, I know I would like it. I just never sat down and watched it, and then it just kind of went away from my I mind. Mean, it's definitely one that I've seen too. a while ago. Yeah, well, the TV and, show was yeah. popular for a while, right? Like, it had like three or four seasons. Yeah, I, never saw I know, any people, of I know that people who like I know people who like the um, who like the TV show better than the movie, but uh, that's okay because yeah, HG Bissinger he wrote the book. That's who it was. But it's um, really good, man. You guys would like it. And this is a good example of a movie that has actors that you've seen in uh, in a bunch of films. Well, no, I wouldn't say today, but uh, they've definitely been in some other films. Like Lucas Black is in it, and he was in Tokyo Drift. What's drifting? So. But anyways, all right. Well, Dylan, you want to you want to finish off your list for us? I do, um, actually. So this is definitely one that um, uh, kind of resonated with me a little bit as a huge Seahawks fan. Uh, one of the greatest players um, the Seahawks have ever had, Hall of Famer now, is Walter Jones. And so The Blind Side, the movie, is 100% on my top five. Um, the... The, the biggest thing about the movie is like, uh, so any movie that's based on, I won't say like factual information, but the movie is loosely based on a real life character. Based on uh, a true Ma- story. <laughs> based on a true story. Yeah. Michael, Michael O'Hare, who was the, the Ravens left tackle for quite a while. And he's retired for a couple years now, but um, it, it's Sandra Bullock, who is one of my most favorite actresses. She's just the sassy Southern um, she just, she's just got all the guff and everything like that. Kind of like your typical Southern kind of mom, mother type of thing. And, uh, so the blind side has everything that I would love. It has the feel good story of, um, you know, kind of the, the guy who came from nothing, who became something. It has great act, uh, actors and actresses in there, Sandra Bullock. And, uh, it has great cameos in there. Um, Nick Saban, and a number of other uh, college uh, uh, coaches, as he kind of progresses through high school, they kind of start seeing the film. So the blind side, honestly, like the fact that they reference Walter Jones was a big part for me. They actually show Matt Hasselbeck, who is one of just like as a as a core Seahawks fan, like watching that guy play was just great because he was never the most athletic, but he just had, you know, just just. Um, a lot of what you kind of hope to like the whole West coast offense. And so they talk about, they talk about Walter Jones, they talk about everything. 
So The Blind Side is one of my more favorite movies. It's a feel-good movie. They they play a lot of sports. They play a lot of live clips. And then at the end of the day, like the fact that it's based off of like a real-life actual story, that being said, like it's not um, it's not obviously like 100% factual. Actually, I read a little bit. The fact that the the character Michael uh, O'Hare, O'Hare, I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but he's not 100% a fan of the movie itself. But it basically gives you an idea of what it's like to be um, larger than life. The dude was Michael six, Orr. Yeah, the guy was six foot, you know, seven, three hundred and thirty pounds by the before he graduated high school. And and being in the South and a lot of the, you know, what you would want to call it, like he lived the life of like he's the muscle and um, he had a lot of, you know, negative um, things around him because he was just such a large African-American man in the South. And so people just kind of thought that he would go off and kind of do a lot of, you know, um, things that he did not want to do, that that was not his persona. And so then a family took him in. They were able to find a way to kind of help him out. And uh, and then and then high school and then college. And then he actually lived the dream of becoming an NFL starter. So it, it just it has everything that I love. I, I, I love feel-good football movies. So. Can I say something? Yes, I would love it if you would say something, Zach. I actually don't like The Blind Side. I think it's overrated. I you think know what? It's... I take that back. I actually don't want you to say something. Okay. Well, I, I think I think it's overrated. I think it's horribly acted. I think Sandra Bullock is fantastic in it because she's Sandra Bullock. But I think it's horribly acted. Uh, I think it's over over the top cheesy. They took way too many liberties because Michael Orr uh, Michael Orr came back and he was like, "Yeah, no, that's a lot of bullshit." And I understand that pretty much every film on our list that's based on a true story is, is like that, but. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous. And the entire time I did feel that Leanne Tui was just trying to exploit him. And so it just kind of made me mad. I don't like the white savior mentality. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, that term, but the white savior mentality is, is in a film when a person of color is struggling in a situation that the only uh, avenue that they have to escape is through a, a white person. And in this situation, it's a white female and there's nothing, it's nothing to do with her being a female. It's the fact that she's white. Um, I don't like that trope in films and uh, the blind side just, yeah, it's, it's not good in my opinion. So I apologize, Dylan. Uh, I would have to side closer with Zach. It's probably just in the middle for me as a movie where it's just like, okay, this is all right, I guess. Um, I do always like at the end of a movie when they show the real people in pictures. So that's a positive. I always like when in, during the credits, they're like showing pictures of the real people from the real life. That always yeah, gets they had me. a picture of, of when he was drafted and it shows him like hugging the family um, that that kind of took place in it. They were all at the actual NFL draft and he got drafted by the Ravens, I think. I think he was a, a first round pick. Yeah, he um, was. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. Yeah. And so it shows kind of him just kind of hugging the family. And that's definitely it was a feel good moment for me. But I I do get what you're saying, though. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense for sure. Like, I think the story is great. I just don't think that they should have made a film out of it. I mean, that's just that's just my opinion. But yeah. So, Thomas, finish us off with your list. Well, you you'll probably be just 
blown away by what my final movie is because Dylan definitely did not guess. I already know. Wait, did, wait, did you say? Did you say Rudy, Dylan? No. Di- oh, I believe I did. did you, yeah, he, oh, he did. Oh, he, oh. he most definitely. Okay, did. you're not. You're not blown away then. Rudy is my number one because Rudy is a great movie. The reason that I like Rudy, it, it's the same reason that I like Rocky, is that the main character isn't looking to win necessarily he wants to win in his way which is rudy doesn't even care if he gets in the game he just wants to be on the sidelines like he just wants his dad to see him standing on the field he doesn't care to play a single play it's just like rocky where rocky doesn't like i've talked to people about rocky before and they say rocky didn't win at the end of the first one and it's like no rocky loses the fight like he just wanted to go uh, he 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 loses by um what is by decision? By? Be- decision. Be- Thank you. Yeah, be- because he just wants to go the full fifteen rounds with Apollo. He doesn't care if he wins the match. And I always like when a character is just winning for themselves. It's not necessarily winning the whole thing because you don't need to. You just got to win for you. And Rudy just wanted to get on that field so his dad could see him. He wanted to prove he could be on that field. And it's just extra when he gets into the game and doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> he's just kind of like <laughs> Notre Dame. dude he gets a sack too he gets, he gets a, a sack, sack at the end of the game and, and then last play he gets a sack and gets carried off the field and that's when my tears are flowing um, so yeah fun fun fact about that i'll be, be told us rudy i i purposefully left that out of my top five because tom i knew that was in your top five like i i actually think that'd be in your top two um i'd be uh, yeah. i'd be hard pressed to say that that's your favorite movie of all time when it comes to football movies it's honestly it's it's up there with me too um but i it would did probably remember be, reading... it would probably be just my second f- like uh sports film behind yeah. rocky right yeah rocky is up uh, rocky's up there with me as well i remember reading um so joe montana hmm. you know he's a quarterback you might have heard of um he went to Notre Dame, and I remember reading a lot of interviews with him, and he kind of downplayed the whole Rudy thing, right? It's because a lot of the things in the movie didn't actually happen. A few a few years back, and I mean, shit, it was probably ten years back. Joe Montana came out, and he said that it was they, it was a joke. They carried him off the field, kind of as like a a joke, you know. Um, it, I'm sure people treated it serious, but. They didn't. I mean, he was one of the only people that's been carried off the field at Notre Dame. And so it was kind of one of those. Eh, yeah, we're we're just going to do it. Not like to make fun of him, but like whatever sort of thing. So they're like, being this is they're being this is a weird moment. Let's 22 year old kids. So like, yeah, that's, that's what it, they were. It's being. really strange. Yeah, because 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 um, Joe Montana came out, who's won what five Super Bowls? Like the dude is a he's Hall of Famer. He's a legend. He wears sketches. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of came out and kind of poo-pooed everything with when it comes to to uh, Rudy, and I was kind of I was kind of mad about that, and I was like, man, how, like Rudy goes, Rudy, um, the the guy who the actual Rudy does like um, he goes around to colleges and he does motivational speeches, right? And and it kind of made me a little angry when I read about Joe Montana kind of poo-pooing it. I was like, man, you 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 wanted to play in the NFL. You won multiple Super Bowls, and then they came out with this movie. And how how are you going to poo poo that a little bit when the dude is still kind of going off and doing like good things and feel good things? And Rudy is kind of talking about his story, 
And you went on to make millions of dollars and win Super Bowls. And then this movie comes out and you're going to kind of like downplay a little bit. It, it kind of made me a little angry at Joe Montana. I'm not going to lie when it kind of came to all that stuff. Yeah, I agree. To be fair, Rudy, the actual person, did like go to jail for like embezzlement or something. Yeah, whatever. Just as an no, FYI. <laughs> Poe Buddy's nerfed. Yeah, and I don't care. It's a I movie. actually didn't know that. Uh, they also didn't do the put the jersey on the desk thing like that actually never happened. It was Again, more of a movie the, thing like to, saying, to show that everyone insane. supports him. Well, yeah, like you got to do that in movies. You take you take liberties because you have to dramatize it because real life yeah. isn't that great sometimes. So right. you, you yeah, do have to do make the motivational <laughs> moments. They definitely take liberties. But. It'd be boring if just like one player said, like, we want Rudy to play. That's a real boring scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> So um, I will give you mine and uh, I'll just start it off with a quote, which is my final one. But you're five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. And you barely have a speck of athletic ability. (laughs) And you hung in there with the best college football players in the land for two years. And you're going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this life, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody but yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't going to never happen. Now go on back. So that is from the movie Rudy, which I also have on my list. Um, it <laughs> That's is a good uh, one. It's Rudy too, Rudy's Revenge. But it's oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's it's su- super good. Uh, I mean, just like Tom and I, I've I've quoted Tom on the on the her episode of our Don't Be Crazy podcast, uh, mm. where I was like, if you don't cry during Rudy, you don't have a soul. Uh, it's really awesome it's very very heartwarming and it, it is one of the the i, I don't want to say few because as i've gotten older i've become a soft i've become a softy but uh i definitely cry watching this film uh just because of that underdog story and it's when he gets cry. oh my god when he gets in there just from the moment they lay the jerseys down and he suits up he puts on that that navy and gold notre dame jersey and he goes out with the tunnel and they're like you ready for this he's like i've been ready i've been waiting my whole damn life for this um, that's when you start to feel the lump in your throat. Oh my God. And then <laughs> people start chanting, you know, uh, he gets that sack. You're just like, Oh, he's so little. So it's uh really, really good. Sean Astin, one of the most underappreciated actors in history. I mean, he is Samwise. He's Gamgee. Fantastic. Um, yeah, he's been in so many amazing movies. I love him as Doug in, um, 51st dates. <laughs> he, t- he starts taking steroids. Right? He's fucking fantastic. Funny. He's yeah. working out all the time. Yeah, I mean, the Goonies, yeah, Sean Astin is, is amazing. So I really like Rudy. Uh, one thing I will say, Tom, though, is uh, I have a question for you. So I know you love Rocky, the first one. Now, yeah. what do you think of Creed? Uh, I liked Creed. Ooh, liked. Okay, but you didn't like, love it. I would I would say it was, um, I, w- I definitely like Creed 1 more than Creed 2. Um, I'd say Creed 1 would probably be my like third favorite of the Rockies, like the Rocky franchise. So it's Rocky, Rocky five, and then Creed one. For oh you. God. Let's oh, never goodness. talk about oh, Rocky. Wow. Excuse you. Zachary. <laughs> so that, well, see, it, that's fascinating because I think that Creed is a carbon copy of Rocky in a certain sense, uh, but it's just so much better. Creed is, is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Um, and a lot of that goes into the theater experience I had with it, which was remar- remarkable. But I think Michael B. Jordan kills it. And I think Rocky really gives his all in it. And Stallone was snubbed yeah. for best supporting actor. But anyways, yeah, that's true. I think that it's even even more to an extent of, uh, yeah, an extension of the first Rocky. Because at times, the first Rocky can get pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. 
I really well, like it, but at times it gets pretty boring. <laughs> I actually think that Rocky is is much more of a love story yes. than a boxing story. It's it's more about two people falling in love than it is about like him winning. I agree. And I think which is I, how I describe it to my fiance to get her to watch things. <laughs> it's the same way I described Braveheart. It's a love story, not like a a war story. Prima nocta. He's, he's going to he's going to war for love. There you go. Exactly. So yeah, so Rudy is on my list as my fifth pick. I, so, I want to remind um, everyone that there's an episode of My Name is Earl that is Rudy inspired that everyone should watch where Sean Austin's actually playing the other side. He's not the Rudy in the situation. <laughs> and it's it's a great episode. So go watch it. All right. Well, uh, okay, cool. Well, let me uh, recap our list really quick. So Dylan, Dylan has The Replacements, The Waterboy, Jerry Maguire, Any Given Sunday, and The Blind Side. Thomas, Tom has The Replacements, The Program, The Little Giants, Varsity Blues, and Rudy Rudiger. Zach has The Waterboy, Invincible, Any Given Sunday, Friday Night Lights, and Rudy. Good list, guys. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that was fun. We can we can always talk football. We can talk for hours about football. We I can talk about hours. I can talk for hours about film. Um, this is a good reminder to follow. Don't be crazy. The don't be crazy podcast. Uh, Absolutely. We, it is awesome. We talk movies, movies, movies. We're doing a Western this week. We're doing 310 to Yuma. So that's going to be a Ooh. fun one. But oh, uh, yeah. yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Uh, one thing I do want to leave before we leave really quick. Um. So Tom was mentioning Ace Ventura as a football film and kind of similar to Jerry Maguire, where it's immediately not a football film. And when you think about it or on the surface level, I should say it is. It definitely is a football film. But Tom mentioned Ace Ventura. And I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on that being a football film? Um, I mean, I I honestly think it's a great uh, football film. It, it is. It's not a film that has to do with football like it's not the main plot and everything like that, but I would say that it's a film that revolves around football. If Ace Ventura, is it about football? What is it truly about? Like you have the kicker, you have the, the plot, the stolen dolphin. Like I honestly, I feel like it's not as a football film as like invincible where it's a guy playing football, but it's about a detective researching football stuff. So in, in my opinion, yes, I'd put that as a football film. I feel like you have, if you consider Jerry Maguire a football film, which I do, you have to say that Ace Ventura is because there's enough football in it. I mean, Dan Marino's in it and it's about finding a kicker. Like football is enough in the plot that it is a football movie, even though it seems like if you can hear it in my voice, it hurts me for some reason to say it is. And I don't know why, but it's hard to get out. But it is a football movie. So I, I think this comes down to because um, I kind of have an answer for this or, you know, my answer, I should say. And let's just say it's rhetoric. But basically, uh, I had this discussion about what makes a Christmas film. And I mean, it's incredibly subjective. But in this situation, I think to call it a football film, uh, football has to um, it has to drive the plot or be focused around it. So in this case, Ace Ventura, the whole crux of the film is him finding out where Snowflake went. Snowflake is the mascot of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Snowflake is not the mascot of the Miami soccer team or the Miami bowling team. It is the Miami Dolphins football team. So 
this whole plot, the whole film plot is derived from a uh, scenario where, where football is involved. We see football probably more than uh, 25 to 30 percent of the time on screen, which I think is an adequate amount of time. Uh, and also one of the first things that can come to mind to the film, other than the quotes and stuff are like Finkel and Einhorn, Einhorn and Finkel. And the fact that, yeah, it was a kicker, right? Laces out, Dan. I say that shit all the time. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> so I, I totally think it's a football film. And I, I struggled for a second when, when Tom initially said it, cause I'm like, wait a minute, but I was wrong. Tom was absolutely right. And the same thing with Jerry Maguire, like Dylan was saying, it's, it, the plot is, uh, the plot of the film is centered around football. I mean, we get it more than 50% of the movie is, is, is about the NFL and about Rod Tidwell and about this and this and that. And, and then on the other side, it is a story about a man. So yeah, but, uh, it's yeah. fantastic one for sure. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the top five podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at podcasts, top five, uh, at Zach Dale 60 and at Tom top five where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, or even suggest a topic for the future. We want to thank our sponsor, Geek Fortress, for supporting us. Uh, be sure to check out geekfortressgames.com for all your magic, tabletop, or any role-playing and needs. And also, make sure to take a look at the link that we posted just recently, because it is Girl Scout season. So we want to make sure that we support all of the Girl Scouts with everything going on. Uh, very difficult times for them. They can't go into stores. They can't do door-to-door. So we want to make sure we support them as much as we can by ordering Girl Scout cookies, either the one that the, the link that we posted or your local Girl Scouts. I'm sure they're doing the same thing to make sure you support them and all of the, the Girl Scout cookies that you can order. Yummy. It makes me hungry. So, And uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, what else we got there? Uh, Tune in radio. Yeah, we got that too. So make sure to check us out there. Uh, lots of fun categories like Tom was suggesting. We got bre- top five breakfast cereals, top five sitcoms, top five famous beards, to name a few from some of our listeners. So keep those coming. So thank you. And remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. See ya. Bye.